Welcome to this week's podcast and it's a little different this week we're calling it the United Hotel Media podcast as we have some extra special guests we're going to go quickly around the world and gather some thoughts on what's going on in the world of hotels so joining us this week we have Maria Putz Willems from uh, Hospitality Inside in Germany we have uh, Jeff Weinstein the editor of Hotels magazine based in the US and joining me, Chris Abound, the editor of Hotel Analyst on the call, is Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst. So we're aiming to be getting some views from the UK, the US and mainland Europe on what's currently going on in the hotel sector. So let's start by asking the first question uh, to, of Maria. What does the hotel sector look like in Germany and how do you feel the mood is at the moment? There's no hotel business anymore. 90% of the properties are closed as well as restaurants, cafes, bars, clubs, sports, etc. Conventions of course. Occupancy is down to single digit rates. You all know the SDR of numbers and about the mood. I would say Germans are disciplined but silently desperate. <laughs> okay, Jeff, how's the situation in Chicago and around your part of the world? No better, Chris. Uh, I guess the word that comes to mind is decimated. Uh, Single-digit occupancies, um, a lot of worry, a lot of hoteliers who are you know, having to furlough their staff, hoping for better days, uh, everybody's thinking this is going to take a while maybe a couple of years some people think five to seven years before we get back to where we were so uh, a rough moment in time mm. and andrew yeah well, i think there's a general sense of shock i mean it's it, it's this is a black swan moment or it's donald rumsfeld would have it. it's an unknown unknown um, I, I think we're, we're beginning to sort of bound the uncertainty a little bit um, it's still pretty unclear what it's going to be but it, it's more like a known unknown now um, which g gives some hope i think but um, it's still uh, across the country well with the official in the uk um, hotels were asked to close um, only those with permanent residents have been allowed to stay open um, the the fm B operations have been asked to close unless they're offering takeouts. Um, so it, it doesn't get much worse than actually a, the the government forcing your business to shut down. And I've never seen anything like it in my career, 25 years, nearly 30 years reporting on the sector. I don't think it's been anything close to it since the Second World War. And uh, Maria, the question is, the next question is, um, how long do you think, or how, the people you're speaking to, how long do they think this, this might last, this situation? Well, this is a question everybody would, get to get, would like to get an answer to, of course. And uh, my impression is uh, it was uh, very tough. As soon as IHIF and ITB were cancelled at the same day, um, the phone really didn't stop ringing anymore even in my office and everywhere so everybody was at once in deep concern and uh, the first estimated it could be just like Lehman two days later it was worse like Lehman as we got aware that this uh, incident touches life and everybody's health and uh, not only 
the financial world and real estate like before. And when then the event industry collapsed and the tsunami of cancellations started, uh, then of course the comparison to Lima disappeared quickly and about duration. The general consensus here is we have to flatten the curve. This has be really become a slogan and uh, leaders, all leaders of all industries are waiting for this. It virologists are now advise politicians, very unknown situation. Mm. And in the second week of the nationwide deadlock, our serious media, even them, they started to challenge polit politicians now um, about their exit strategy to Corona. And uh, we, we, ha we, have, we are seeing now a strong debate coming up, weighing to save lives in health and risk lives economy-wise. Mm. Uh, of course, there's no answer to it, I have to say, and our Chancellor Angela Merkel said there will be no ease of restrictions before uh, the day after Easter. And uh, maybe I can add one economical figure, which is quite worrying too. Uh, with the economy standing still for three months only, Germany's GDP uh, could decline by 20%. One week of standstill costs between 25 and 43 billion euros, experts calculated. And uh, most people I talk to in the background and mainly con confidentially, they also see, like you already indicated, Jeff and, and uh, Andrew, uh, they also see long-term recession. So in the hotel industry, only the investors and uh, owners currently seem to be more positive. You are seeing their midterm pipelines uh, projects fairly safe, but everything else uh, requiring renovation, conversion uh, is simply slowed down or stopped. Construction sites are partly lacking of material too, so it's only a question of time until they will have to close too. Mm. And uh, it's quite, um, it's quite, uh, yeah, fascinating somehow and very uncertain, because the new discussion about the ethical question of this uh, uh, lockup is uh, that uh, which country will p take up business first, um, and really how difficult or easy will it be for this country, uh, while neighbors are maybe are still struggling with COVID-19. Uh, but anyway, I think uh, everybody who starts first will have a difficult starts, and we should look to South Korea in my eyes because it's a good example how to go on with a high standard of self-protections by face masks and disinfection measures. So we should look around and benefit from the experiences of other countries. And Jeff, you mentioned some quite long periods there for getting things back to the new normal. Um, have you got any sense for uh, uh, perhaps? more quickly things may start to turn again yeah you know you can argue this six ways to sunday <laughs> um but the realistic thing from my perspective is we need the vaccine and they say the vaccine is 12 to 18 months away once people line up and get inoculated i think some confidence will start to return so i think we've got a long haul here uh before we see any sort of travel, but then you can look at China right now. And I, I read a report um, this morning about a hotel company that's reopened all of its hotels across the country. Uh, they tend to be budget hotels, so um, China got back to it within three months. It's starting to 
um, open up again. Other the major hotel brands have started to reopen in China. How realistic is that? That's anybody's guess. I think we need to find confidence. Consumers need to find confidence. And here in the U.S., I, I don't expect there'll be any big gatherings of any sort in any, uh, you know, until there's a vaccine. Uh, big box group hotels, convention hotels are going to be destroyed by by the length of this um, a lack of opportunity to meet. Um, smaller properties, leisure hotels, again, once there's confidence, and I don't see that coming till there's a vaccine, they'll start to recover first. But I, I, I think two to three years is not unrealistic before we see a new normal yeah, there was some initial speculation that maybe we can bounce back quickly but i think that's that's just not realistic um i'm not quite sure what's going on in china um and i think many people outside of the country are that clear um but um if you look at somewhere like singapore which is fairly early into it and um, they've just recently announced a step up in terms of their control measures there so i and so you know that's a sort of two months into a lockdown and they've actually stepped them up further so i, I think if you take that example it's not boding well in terms of any short-term recovery and i, I completely concur with jess views it it's going to take the vaccine and it's it's 18 months plus away because um, it's not only just getting the vaccine it's then producing it in enough volume and being able to inoculate enough people quick enough and there's been this debate initially in Europe about suppression versus mitigation and some countries went very early in for suppression let's have a total lockdown other countries have talked about mitigation the UK initially was on the side of mitigation let's carry on as much as possible and just try and uh, slow the the impact of of the uh, virus but they they did a u-turn uh two weeks ago and now we're on you know, close to full lockdown about the only country left in europe which is trying the mitigation approach is sweden and um, they still got bars and restaurants open there they've still got people going out um i wonder the schools are still open in sweden i wonder how long that will carry on for um i i, I think what we will see is a gradual sort of rolling out of um normal life um so hopefully after three months once we pass the peak of the infection we'll see schools reopen i think there could well be a limited opening of bars and restaurants but i suspect we'll have another peak in infection which will lead to a further shutdown and we'll see this for the next 12 months plus um, i think hotels are right at the back of the queue in terms of when they start getting back to normal business unfortunately and i think in terms of what whatever normal business is going to look like because of the the nature and the uh, impact of this is going to be so profound i think on consumer um, um sentiment and and how 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 people think about their travel yeah first of all a remark to to jeff um i think the vaccine is is one uh, target of course but before you can do a lot already by testing and tracking people like the chinese showed us i uh, i think we have to take more precautious measures and uh, not only to wait just sit there and wait until uh, the vaccine will, will be there. Uh, that's uh, far too early. I think we will have uh, definitely, maybe in, in the first uh, few, we will have a uh, lot of losers uh, because everything uh, in a company, in terms of companies now, depends on uh, liquidity. 
and it doesn't matter if you are big big or small i personally believe that the individual flexible and maybe family-run businesses may have a better chance to uh, defend themselves uh, chain-wise the world of change is, is different very structured and in particular it's globally the global business and if you are hit in uh, the majority of uh, in uh, of destinations you are spreading uh, you are spread out then of course it becomes worse uh, liquidity as i said is um, one one point to, to measure and i think lease focused companies will struggle more than management focused businesses given that owners will not be squeezed in a sandwich position between uh, non-paying tenants and uncomp uncompromising banks or funds. Jeff, you, as you already said, you saw big, you see big changes afoot for the big box conference facilities. Yeah, they're going to have a really hard time uh, assuming that there's a fair amount of debt uh, to you know make their payments and stay liquid. Um, let me uh, quote um, a hotelier here in the U.S. who I have incredible admiration for. He's kind of an e economic guru. His name is Lee Pillsbury from Thayer Ventures, big owner over the years. Um, he told me, be fully transparent with your partners, your lenders, your suppliers, mm -hmm. and your customer. Disclosure is your friend. No one wants to see your business fail, and most people will do whatever they can to support you if you are upfront with them. I think those are just incredible words to keep in mind as you move forward there of course will be many many winners and losers kind of reminds me of back in the i think it was the early 80s when there was a lot of distress in the market and with every unfortunate crisis there comes opportunity i expect you will see well capitalized leader companies take advantage of the opportunity and swoop in and buy up a lot of real estate uh, I expect you'll see new hotel companies emerge some of the old ones maybe disappear and it's going to be a, a whole new landscape you know in three to five years but hoarding cash you know talking to your lenders finding whatever debt you can is going to be crucial this, I think digitalization will come into play now more than ever yeah because moving to the home offices and managing meetings or even conferences uh, virtually this will give it a massive push and this ex will also of course prolong the um, the misery of the big convention hotels I think and um, so and I think then the next game changer is digitization and, and of course sustainability we shouldn't forget about this I agree entirely. I agree with your point on leases as well. I think in general what we're seeing is I think more flexible is better um, and I think we're going to see uh, an attraction towards asset class in, in terms of uh, as a building something which can can morph into certain you know more easily into different areas so perhaps um, the, the, the notion of hybrid hotels where you've got some hostel component you've got some hotel component maybe some micro living components something something that can do that and morph across those those different areas something which you can involve some co-working in perhaps all of this more flexible um, in terms of the approach to the actual asset itself in terms of the national 
um, I think there's going to be quite interesting to to see how this evolves and the impact. I think I think where you've got a big outbound market such as Germany or the UK, um, I, I think is actually probably relatively stronger than where you where you have you're dependent on a large inbound market so germany and uk their domestic industries um can take advantage of the fact that much of that huge outbound market is now longer going to be able or willing to get on a plane and so that domestic industry can take a bit of a boost from that if you look at somewhere like greece which is entirely almost entirely dependent on an inbound market that's it's just wipeout. i mean greece was already in a bad way and this is just going to be so much worse spain to an extent too although spain does have a reasonably robust um um domestic market although i suspect that'll be stronger in the urban areas it's the the costas and the canaries and the balearics where it, it there's going to be a lot of pain i think in those resort hotels so i think if you look at the, the, the national markets like that if you look at uh, in terms of the types of businesses which are going to come through this i think the big listed players in most cases they're going to survive i think they're going to be terribly terribly hit but they're not their shareholders are not going to want to see them wiped out entirely they know this industry comes back they're going to probably go through a lot of pain and support some rights issues um if you look at say for example what uh, tui the the biggest tour operator in 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 um europe has done um they've just had 1.8 million billion um a loan from the german government i mean a condition of that there's no dividend payout but what that does mean that is that really makes it highly likely that two is going to come out the other side of this i think the similar sort of things if you look down at the, the big players hilton has drawn down one and a half billion us on its um, revolving credit you, you look across all, all the accor sitting on a, a good pile of cash they're all looking pretty good the the big global players to come out i mean there's gonna be an awful lot of pain for the shareholders in the interim but it's very hard to see them being taken out i don't think there's going to be any sort of private equity charging around being able to take them out like that i think that's generally true across the piece as well i think where private equity we'll start calling them vulture funds no doubt shortly they'll be they'll be picking what they'll be picking up are the the small chains across europe where they've been undercapitalized already in trouble there, there'll be some opportunities for them to um to get stuck into those but um e even there i don't think it's it's going to be straight straightforward there's going to be a um from a bank perspective they don't want to take out these these hotel groups yet they don't want to be left with a whole bunch of um, busted hotels on their books the last thing they want they'll hang on as long as possible and that could be six months it could be 12 months they'll take take down some um, where they just have to because their business models are fundamentally broken but in the main i think they're going to resist diving in there and and taking control i mean they will be in control effectively because um everybody's going to be in breach of covenant now everybody's going to have to be going cap in hand to their banker um and the bankers are going to be dictating the behavior of the corporates but the banks themselves don't want to actually take possession of these properties so i, I I think there's going to be a long drawn out period of this um and it, as jeff said it, it you know it's going to be cash conservation it's going to be size of balance sheet um that's going to determine the the, the real winners in this but um there's no real winners it's just 
be less of a loser, <laughs> right. I guess. Okay, well, let's finish, if we can, with any positives we might be able to drag from this situation. And I'll kick off with a couple of thoughts. Firstly, there's there's been hoteliers offering to put their make their hotels available free for for medical professionals to use uh, particularly if they've got a hotel near near a hospital and we've also seen um, hotel groups getting involved with local authorities to help ho- house the homeless um, yes already here in germany um, this has become a trend operators and and our owners uh, are absolutely uh, favoring um, the conversion of empty hotels into uh, um, hotels uh, and uh, or accommodations for medical staff. Yes, uh, there is a need from the government. Government is also addressing two chains and individual hotels. It all depends on the location. I was told uh, mainly so far the hotels in cro- in, in, cro- in areas um, cl- very close to ne- the next countries in, in at the borders. They are quite busy because they all benefit from the um, the stuff that has to work, like the police uh, men, etc. But medical is a topic, and even according to German law, you don't believe it. It's not that difficult, yeah, to switch a property. Uh, quick. Boy, there's a lot to say here. Um, this doesn't just apply to the hotel business. I think it applies to everybody. Uh, hopefully. What will come out of this is increased empathy, increased self-care, increased focus on wellness and sustainability, and, and the hotel industry can certainly lead the way with that. Um, mm-hmm. More importantly, travel is a birthright for everybody. We the, Eventually, these emerging middle classes will find equilibrium, and the Chinese outbound will come back, and and it's going to take a while, but, you know, there's hotel industries and service and sus- providing sustenance and shelter is, is, you know, is about the oldest story we know. And it's not going to go away. We'll be back. No, I completely agree with Jeff's comments there in terms of the focus on sustainability and wellness and 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 the, the innate drive we all have to travel. I think that's it's not going away as an industry. Um if we look down in terms of the value chain within the industry i think this is to build on a point i was talking about earlier in terms of flexibility that's going to be the focus and some of those inflexible business practices we have within the industry um, this is a chance to get rid of them this is a chance to get rid of those suppliers perhaps the property management systems those old technologies which have hampered the evolution of this industry to be more customer responsive because they're so old-fashioned so antiquated now's the chance to break free of those contracts and and introduce that to maria's point about digitization that, that that's going to be the future and now's the chance to to leap straight ahead into that new digital future with this and and and, you know there's a big question mark about fixed leases the role of that in operational real estate like the like hotels and what's the future there I, i do question that as well and i think that's the chance for some of the institutional investors perhaps some of the you know in, in Germany the open-ended funds there um, that perhaps they can review their their some of the restrictions they've got or we were only able to invest in fixed leases um, 
you know this is an opportunity to actually realign some of that and and to get the investor aligned with the operator aligned with the brand and we can you know we can create an, a new model of how the hotel business ought to be run i think this is the opportunity there and i think that's the excitement here here andrew well but we shouldn't forget that the hospitality industry is just one unit of a whole of the whole travel chain it's like a supply chain and as all airlines have ground nearly all airlines have grounded meanwhile so it will it will also we will also need them to take up flights and who will go first leisure travelers business travelers i think many meetings can be replaced now by uh, online sessions virtual meetings uh, what about the leisure travelers does he trust another country where uh, the virus was very tough will a german go to italy on holiday certainly but when mm. will they go to austria certainly but when what about spain france so for me continent in particular continental europe is a quite a tricky place so and we will have to see how people move when they start to move and how will they move i agree totally that domestic business will pick up first in particular as now we have easter the easter season which is gone for everybody um, and uh, then afterwards is if we uh, come closer to june and summer holidays we will see how people how courageous people will be but it's uh, also quite dangerous in my eyes to give the hotel industry the feeling if you rearrange your own stuff, then it will be fine again. No, there's much, much more around us, which also have to be taken up. And uh, all these companies are also asking for uh, financial support meanwhile. Okay, well, we hope we've given you some positive things to think about or even just some things to think about. Uh, but let's all set off and work out how we can build a better hospitality business when we're all free to travel once more. Meantime, bye for now.